Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Feel Better. I'm your host, Garrett Mendez, and with me in the studio is Dr. J. Hi, folks. I'm back. And today's episode, we have Jason Horton, who is a very hilarious YouTube comedian as well as stand-up comedian, sketch comedian, improviser. He's all over Los Angeles and the internet. Uh, He shares an amazing story about Mm -hmm. uh, to drink or not to drink. Yeah, I really like today's show. Um, Jason's going to talk about his struggles with being too inhibited at a point in his life. And, you know, while alcohol is a useful social lubricant for many of us, it didn't turn out to be quite that uh, useful for him. So let's uh, check it out. Very interesting. And just as a quick disclaimer, Feel Better is for informational and entertainment purposes only. The content of the show is not therapy, counseling, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment and should not be treated as such. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. Jason Horton, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Hello, hello. Hi. Uh, I am pleased to uh, know you from various sketch uh, opportunities across the land of Hollywood land. We're in an incestuous uh, circle of uh, comedians. Right, right, right. It just it fluctuates from sketch, and then you see people in improv, and then you see people in uh, stand up. And I'm just... bugging you about stand up lately. Right, <laughs> you're a, you're you're one of my mentors. You didn't know that? Oh shoot! Sorry to hear that. Oh <laughs> man! Sorry to hear that. <laughs> didn't even charge. Yeah. Uh, well, so happy to know you uh, from from not only uh, not only the inner uh, the immediate community, right. but you're also killing it online. You've got an amazing YouTube channel. Uh, and your Facebook page is going crazy. I'm assuming uh, they're all going crazy. They're all they're all. I'm all keeping them all afloat. All my babies are being fed. Good Twitter. I'm, LinkedIn is like hot for me right now. LinkedIn <laughs> is like I don't know how they they're pressing hard. Yeah, but they've like worked very hard to I become really like your LinkedIn. other Facebook. They get me to send to click a button, and suddenly everyone. I mean, I just hate that. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you want to mention the show on LinkedIn. Thanks more listeners. You never know. There's <laughs> yeah, an audience yeah. out there. There's yeah. people out there. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anyway, so Jason, uh, we have you here in the studio. Uh, Doctor J is, hey. is bringing in, bringing in the psychiatry. Yep. Do you have a share? I do for yeah. us. It was uh, the LinkedIn story, but that wasn't. Oh, can you read into that, please? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> do I have issues with my mother or father or? <laughs> The internet. A classic, classic workaholic. Well, no, here's what I hate about LinkedIn. Can I just, I don't want to. Yeah, no, no, this. I want to, yeah. Okay, what I hate about this is because uh, it just goes through all your contacts, uh, and some of these are not really people you know at all, and then uh, you accidentally click okay to something, and then suddenly they get an email from me, that looks like it's from me, hey, I'd like to really join and connect with you. And this could be like some person that sent me some form 10 years ago that I don't really want to be connected to and now they think I, it's it just makes me into a liar yeah I'm because sorry. of I'm, I'm, because I'm, of how LinkedIn f- uh, formats their email saying that they want to connect with mm-hmm. you yeah and then if you don't reply they send you another one where's the where's the face uh, the social media platform where you truly want to connect Venmo <laughs> right where the money is right where the money is that's <laughs> I'm that's that's the best dating site out there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work that into a joke, but I don't want to do it. I'm sounding like really corny and hacky, but I really feel like there's a, there's a joke in there. I don't know. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That Absolutely. is truly like that. the social media platform that we can all yeah. really connect. Yeah. Where every connection is meaningful. Yeah. 
there's a monetary value to everything. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but but love is well. Some things you can't buy, right? You can't money can't buy love, right? Not in this country. Yeah. <laughs> Or a state. You can buy you security, and maybe when you're secure, you can find love more easily, but you can't really buy. You wouldn't want to buy love. Would you want to buy love? By, I don't mean sex. I mean love. Out of convenience, yes. I would like you to. would not. I, I would just like don't. To. I, think, I, w- I think you wouldn't. I think some people want to graduate college just with a mate yeah. that they that they just have bought or spend that money that they would have spent on college on, on a mate. That Man, is an interesting idea. Yeah. Or a startup or something. Okay. Yeah. So the next Blade Runner movie, you're just able to buy a human connection. Not this one. This one's already done, I think. They yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's done. They're probably good with story on that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm sure it's all detective <laughs> and Harrison Ford dies. Yeah. Oh, no. You've ruined it for me. We've, I, we, I'm sure that it's going to happen. He's getting his paycheck to kill off all his old characters. Well, I don't oh. want to do this shit anymore. Jason, do you think you can buy love? Uh, no, I don't. But uh, here's the thing is I'm not a, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like uh, paying for sex. I ha- never have. And oh. I probably never will because I just never will. Uh, But I just never <laughs> I never saw like a huge problem with it, depending on, you know, uh, the, the circumstances. Right. Or whatever. The context. Kind of yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a I have a coworker, also a psychiatrist who's who's a, an activist uh, in against human trafficking. Yeah. Okay, so she has a really strong opinion about this opposite of yours by the way she would say that there's no such thing as a there was a show on uh, a couple years ago so steven sodenberg did like a a made for tv thing about uh a, a diaries a, of uh, no like a, it was a call girl the girlfriend experience the girlfriend experience thank you and and she's like and i was telling my colleague about this like you've got to watch this show because this is like an empowered woman making the decision she chooses her johns she gets the money you know she's she does she's not being beaten up you know this is and even even then, my, my colleague was like, uh, yeah, but she's like at the top of the pyramid. She's like the one in a million. You know? Sure, That's yeah. That's not the typical. Best, best, best case scenario, yeah. yeah. And so she's, she's like that kind of stuff. It may be entertaining, but it really makes the, muddies the water for, for the, the, the vast majority of people who are forced. Anyway, that's her thing. <laughs> but you were saying no, – I'm sorry. I'm against human trafficking. Is that right. what we're trying to get <laughs> no, right. around here? Well, there's plenty of I places. had to think about it, but I definitely am against it. <laughs> I mean, it's a, t- you know, it's a transaction. Yeah. And, I mean, you get – I don't like massages, but, but uh, you know, my wife you does. You don't like massages? No, I don't like strangers touching me. I was like that. I was you once, and it, it switched. It depends on ca- case by case, but for the most part, I've learned to learn to love it. Really? Yeah. The payoffs been. It's just been. Yeah. I just. But I, I wasn't open to it. You know. It is weird. <laughs> I was like that too. And I also thought it was like, oh, just a waste. Like I don't like. You know what I mean? I was like very like salt of the earth when it came to that kind of like creature comforts. Uh-huh. But then I was just like, you know, your body is like you got to live with this thing. It's like buying a night, having a good mattress. Like I don't want to spend a lot on a mattress. I'll just get a crappy mattress. I was like, but you spend whatever amount of time uh, on a mattress, mm-hmm. having sex. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, the that I'll, I'll do the bottom of the barrel, uh, bottom of the barrel for sex, but for sleeping, medium of the barrel. Only the best. Yeah, well, only you, only the medium. You spend like a third of your life. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, that's worth spending yeah. money on. And yeah. if you're bummed out, maybe even a little bit more. And maybe if you were more comfortable while you were in the bed, maybe you'd be a little less bummed out. I don't know. It's a thought. Absolutely. Possibly. Shit. Do you rotate your bed? Yeah, but it really needs to be like change like the mattress needs to be like changed you know so there's only so many times you can rotate it before yeah. it's like yeah 
feel like mine's beat up. It yeah. has just a huge slump in the center. Oh, in uh, the center, okay. So, uh, <laughs> Jason, did you yes. – we, we have a doctor in the house. Yeah. Uh, would yes. you like to probe your own personality in yeah. front of us? Uh, <laughs> so um, – what it ha okay so i it, there's there's uh this has been like kind of like a milestone uh incident in my life which i i think about sometimes when i think about the chronology of my life is like when this happened and after that like i feel like things in, in some way changed and i'll tell you this the the briefest version of the story um i was uh it was like 2010 and i uh, i never spent uh, in new york city even though I'm from New York, I never spent New York si uh, uh, New Year's Eve in New York City, and I decided to one year. My buddy Dan Gallo, that I know from I.O., which I know, I know you, uh, and uh, so we go, and he there was some party like in Brooklyn, so it was like hip, like you know, like in some loft, and everyone's wearing scarves. So we go, and I'm like, you know what? Let me do something different, because it's very easy for me to say say like, oh, let me just like kick back, because I, you know what I mean? It's not part of my culture to like party on new year's eve i just don't care that much but i was like you know what let me try something different let me let me say yes let me choose a yes so we go to this party and it's like there's a dj doing mashups it was like all that all the things that i just don't care about but and everyone else looked bored too i don't want i don't want, i don't like to show up <laughs> at a thing that's not necessarily for me that i voluntarily showed up for and then like take a dump on it but everyone else looked like kind of like bummed out but i think maybe that's just their personalities um, so I'm there. I'm at this party with my friend. I invited a, a, a couple of girlfriends that I knew um, from a little bit upstate, a little bit outside of the city, and I invited them too because I was like, well, let me at least have backup, you know, if I'm having a terrible time. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll preface this by saying I had my first drink at 33. Uh, wow. I'm not, yeah. And uh, I'm Whoa. not a, and I'm not a big drinker now, but it was the first time that uh, I had a drink was 33, and this was. Uh, I'm not even gonna do the math, but uh, I I don't I've had been drinking for a while, not a lot, but probably at the most medium, you know. But for me, you know, everyone else's like medium was my high because I wasn't a huge drinker. Uh, so I uh, so I'd, I'd been drunk before, but never too crazy, never drove, you know, it wasn't that much. Uh, I had one drink, and uh, I had one drink. I had one drink, and I put it down, and I picked it what I thought was my drink. Um, and I believe that uh, I, uh, I'm hopefully mistakenly uh, uh, was roofied. Oh, wow. Yeah. So because I'm standing there, it's about 11, it's about 1140, 20 minutes to midnight. And I'm just standing there. Like everyone's kind of just standing and talking. And I am like going, like I'm like out on my feet. Like I'm going in and out of consciousness, which has never, ever happened to like, me before. Are you holding on to things so you don't fall? No, but I'm just kind of standing. Yeah, well, are I'm you kind of like falling asleep while Yeah, I'm, and then living. somebody would be like, you know, yeah, and then my eyes would open, oh, and then okay. I started kind of noticing like streamers, and I'm and just you're standing or sitting? Standing. Okay. Standing, and uh, and I'm just like, what is going on? I just thought maybe like, did I drink the drink to it? But I didn't even finish one drink, mm. uh, and I had been dr probably drinking that drink for about an hour. Um, so then it's about to turn midnight mm -hmm. and it's midnight and I'm like, I'm in and out of consciousness. I kiss somebody at midnight. Uh, don't know who guy, girl, or otherwise have no idea. And then I'm like, what is going on? So I, so I walk, I, I'm like, it's like, imagine just a walking and blinking. That's what I felt like. I walk down the, the stairs of the loft and there's like the, you know, this place where like the call box would be. And I'm leaning up on a wall and somebody's like, Hey, you okay, dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally bleh. And I just throw up, which is the first time I'd thrown up since I was 14. <laughs> I had not thrown up since I, I was not – I've been nauseous before. Yeah. Did, n did not throw up. Throw up, right? 
my friend, uh, you know, he's like, hey, couldn't find me. And he's like, finally found me down the stairs. He's like, you okay? Yeah, I was like, I don't know, something's up. So he's, they're kind of carrying me. Um, through, and, you know, it's winter in New York and it's cold. And I, they had to, like, keep, because we're trying to get, to get on the subway. I'm sitting, like, up against the pole in the snow where they're trying to figure things out because they, they can't hold me up. Mm-hmm. In and out of consciousness the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally get on the, on the train and we're on the train. Um, and it's packed. Everyone's got like you know 2011, you know sunglasses yeah. on, and it's packed and it's <laughs> hot. And my friends, I like, "How you doing?" I was like, "Good." He's like, "Don't throw up on me, dude." I'm like, "I'm not." He's like, "Don't throw up on me, dude." <laughs> I throw up on me and him. Oh. <laughs> packed in this subway, right? Oh, we get You're back that to guy. I, that. Well, for once, and for once in my life, I'm that guy. Is uh, it New Year's Eve? It's new, now it's New Year's yeah it's New Year's Eve into New Year's Day okay, now so, so now it's like Eve, it's yeah. twelve thirty yeah, a.m. Okay. But you're on the subway on the okay. subway. Okay. Get back to my friend's. Uh, we're staying with his sister. I get back there and I feel like I've been poisoned. Yeah. Um, I go to sleep in my clothes. I wake up like four hours later and then I was like, I got to get home. I, cause I was uh, I, uh, staying with my mom and she lived in the uh, Newburgh area, which is about an hour from there. So I had to get to Metro North. So I'm getting up and I just feel so sick, like I was poisoned and I'm shaking uncontrollably. Never has ever happened in my, and I've been like terrified, you know what I mean? Of the, you know what I mean? Uh, and I'm just shaking uncontrollably. I remember going to uh, Metro North to, uh, well, first I went to Dunkin' Donuts. Like, let me try to eat and drink something. And it didn't stop me from getting both a donut and a, a croissant because even though I'm <laughs> sick and I'm, I feel like I'm being poisoned, I need to have one of each. But I'm just standing there, like, trying to put the food in my mouth and it keeps falling down. And I'm and then I go to put money, my debit card in to get a, a, a card. Yeah. I mean, to get a Metro North card. And it keeps dropping. I cannot get the card in the thing. I probably look like a, a junkie, yeah. to be frank. Uh-huh. Uh, and maybe at that point, maybe that's you know what I was kind of inhabiting. So I finally get it, get the card. I get on the, I get on the subway, and I'm sitting in front of where the bathroom is, just because I knew. And I'm sitting there, and, and I'm at the. Th- these things are happening at once. I feel sick. I'm reflecting. You know, you get a little reflective on the New Year's. To, you don't even thinking about what what did I do last year? What's yeah. next year gonna be like? What's yeah. going on in my life? My hood is up. Um, near the bathroom, I see a guy and girl go into the bathroom. And I was pretty sure, well, I know I was positive, that they were both autistic, which is totally fine. But I was like, why are they going in there at once? And then they just start having sex in the bathroom. Oh and they're my. going Wait, at how, it. How do you know they're autistic? It, it, well, that was my first thing. And then I overheard the when the uh, – what eventually what happens is I didn't know that at first. I just thought th- – that was my thought. Okay. I didn't know. Like, I thought I was hallucinating, and I just thought it was a strange thing, and they're just making so much noise, like, banging around in there. Of course, the Dunkin' Donuts still. No, no, I'm in the the train home. I'm a, I, I got on the train. And the, oh, I'm okay, sitting in front of like the bathroom. a subway train. This is a train with bathrooms. Train with bathrooms. Yeah, this okay. is uh, Metro North. Metro North, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to get the story <laughs> out. Like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So, no, and so, uh, uh, and uh, I'm sitting in front of, you know, I strategically sat there. And I'm like, well, what if I have to throw yeah. up? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're having they're having sex in there. Oh, they found love. Oh, that's so great. Will I ever find that? <laughs> and I'm reflecting on literally everything. And I'm just, my hood is up. Uh, I don't have sunglasses, but I'm just crying, uh, wow. kind of uncontrollably, <gasps> pulling my hood. And then other people are trying to use the bathroom. They're looking at me like, who's in the bathroom? I was like, I was like, you know, trying to say like somebody's in there. They're just banging. 
the conductor had to come and get them out. And I overheard him saying, yeah, like, and he was talking as a kind of raise, like, yeah, there's two people I think there might be, you know, at least one is autistic or whatever. And pulled them out and they were pulling their clothes back on. And I just had this, like, very strange, like, I was like, this is where, this is where my life has come to, not good or bad, but this is where I'm at uh, right now. And then, um, you know, eventually I got back to my mother's. I was just keeping it pulled together because she never knew me to drink. And not that she would care, but she never even knew me to be drunk, hungover, or even swear in front of her. So I'm kind of – she was like, do you have a good time? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I eventually got back to her place, and I made it good fine, but I went to go take a shower, and I had bruises and welts all over the lower my lower back and up my back that I have no idea how that got there. And I found out that the uh, person I kissed on New Year's Eve was uh, a girl that I – brought up there that I just went in and <laughs> we had this was the friend you at uh, the back yeah friend. we actually did had a little thing before that so uh-huh. it was like not like a new thing but I was just curious I was like hey did we did I kiss you on New Year's Eve you know because I you know I never want to like uh, impose myself or whatever she's like she, oh she's like yeah totally and was like laughing about it like <laughs> you didn't remember um, but I think she knew I was really messed up because she went you know they she came up separately but um, yeah so that's uh, that's that story wow. wow yeah oh my god who gave you that drink no, I did. No, no. I, it's like I, ha- I had it. the original drink. I poured myself, and I put it down. Okay. And then you know, in kind of like whatever, I picked it back up, and there's cups everywhere. So either picked up my, and it tasted like the. But I'm again, like it was like, I'm pretty sure it was the same kind of, uh, kind of gin type drink or uh-huh. vodka type drink. Uh-huh. So I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I don't know how much you need to. And I wasn't like. And your friends it. didn't pull one on you. You don't think. No, they, no, 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 no. I had only one. Up. I was only there with one person, and not nobody that would ever do that because I had to take care. You know, had to take care of right. me. But yeah. it was it was ninety nine point four percent strangers. Yeah. Hmm. What a story. Yeah. What oh a story. And um, that's a horror did you story. tell your mom about? No. No. Okay. Um, you only told us a couple of times. I, I very seldomly have told the story actually. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. Are you ashamed that that happened to you? And kind of like I, I'm because I'm assuming you know you you don't share this very often. So yeah, are you kind of uh, you know intentionally I, quiet about it? I'm I, you know it's not ashamed like I afraid people found out or whatever. There's probably way worse things that I probably be more ashamed. Of. It's you know it is a thing where I feel like it's interesting that I spent my whole life like really not drinking and like that seems to be the ultimate. Uh, beside like uh, you know a DUI or getting in a car crash or something where you're jeopardizing people's lives like that's probably right under that is taking a uh, taking picking up a random drink or not paying attention it's just a very irresponsible thing to do and I was a little bit mad at myself for doing that and putting myself in that situation because I think I don't know I think you're beating yourself up a little I mean how often does this happen once a month for me. Ah! <laughs> well, now I'm addicted to it. Did I mention that? Oh. Uh, it's okay. the only thing that gets me off. <laughs> I did want to ask. I just, I don't know. I, I did want to ask you about why you waited so long to have your first drink. Uh, you know, I, uh, well, one, I mean, when I grew up, I, I didn't have a lot of peer pressure to drink. And what I did was when I was 14, I did try a beer and I spit it out immediately. It yeah. just didn't taste good. Yeah. yeah. If I maybe you know, take, took a sip of that beer and I was like, this tastes like Mountain Dew. Yeah. Maybe a different story, you know. No, it doesn't taste so, very good. I no, agree. it's it's yeah. a, for very practical reasons. And then you know, also it was, you know, it's like, you don't drink until you're. You, know, you definitely don't start drinking when you're fourteen. I mean, for the most part. So it wasn't a thing where I was, and I just wait. Where you come from? <laughs> uh, no, where I come from is pretty. I mean, pretty. I mean, it's pretty. There was a huge crack epidemic, so it's like pretty. Like uh, it's pretty. So it's in the one of the top ten 
most cr- crime-ridden cities in the United States per per capita. Is this Cleveland? Uh, no, it's Newburgh, New York. Oh, so okay. look it up. It's next to Poughkeepsie. <laughs> oh, okay. wow. Give you some kind of whatever. Yeah, there's a huge gang and um, there's Crips and Bloods like uh, gang type stuff. Yeah, it was pr- it was rough. But, but okay, but in your family and your friends, the people just no, people not didn't drink at fourteen. No, no, not not not, not big, even not sneaking. Drink. Not yeah. re- maybe yeah. my sisters when they were like sixteen, seventeen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So, it, but it was it, so it was a thing where I didn't have a lot of peer pressure at that age, and I think. And then what happened is I got was really into the punk and the kind of hardcore scene, and um, the straight edge scene was edge, huge yeah. for me. Like yeah. I was like I would, and it, it, I think tell me about that because I've always been curious yeah. about the straight edge scene. Like, how many of those folks are people who had problems with substances, and then, and how many of them are like you who just. I think some of it care. could be that. I think some of it could be like, you know, it's like, uh, it's like calling your, it's like finding out there's a word for not eating meat and it's vegetarian. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, I was already there. So it was easy for me to identify with this. And I was like, oh, this is like, I think this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was not really, you know, I was never really part of too many clubs or sports or whatever. So it was, it, it feels good to be able to identify with Absolutely. something. So there was that, and you know, it just didn't. For me, I didn't have any reasons why I necessarily, uh, necessarily wanted to. Yeah. But I hung. I mean, I hung out with people that drank. I didn't care. I never judged them. Yeah. I went to parties. I hung out at colleges. You know, screwed around with girls. I did all that stuff. I just never drank, and I really never. And I didn't really know what I was. I didn't know what I was missing. So it was. Um, have you been intoxicated since since this experience? Uh, since that experience, yeah, yeah but not you know. I think I I, I got uh, I was yeah I was in, I went to London and was working out there for a YouTube thing and I remember because they were just everything was free, <laughs> so I remember getting uh, pretty pretty drunk and had really bad hangover there yeah. and that was 2013 and that's probably the last time uh, I got really drunk. Was it champagne? I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. It was it, it was everything all the time, but for the most part. Um, I never got really. Uh, I never got really. It was never, never too bad. I pr- and I probably right now. I probably have about. This year, I probably had five total drinks. And did you catch a buzz and a, a positive sort of happy experience with with any of those? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So There's you know it, it's like a well one when I was uh, single. It's <laughs> you know the the uh, motivation's a little bit higher to not drink, but you're in more situations. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now that I'm married and stuff like that and got in a relationship, I was just kind of like, I don't really like it that much <laughs> for a lot of reasons. You know, it's just like it costs money and then I got to, you know, get an Uber. And then I, you know, I felt like alcohol was extremely also depressing for me. Mm-hmm. And I, not every single time, but if I was kind of already there drinking a lot of whiskey the night before and waking up, even if I didn't feel sick or hungover, I just, I found it very depressed. I was very depressed from it, which Mm. probably a combination of it was a downer, I I suppose. And maybe I was already kind of there. No, alcohol, I would say is a pro depressant. It's like you've heard of the antidepressants. Yeah. I think alcohol is a pro depressant. And, uh, uh, I was actually in, in college, a part of a study where the, where they basically tried to figure out if the rate of infusion had a, different effect like if you drank something really fast if you drank the same amount fast versus slow would you feel different and the answer is yes if you drink it fast you feel more euphoric and happy Uh, but if you sip over an hour or two the same amount it's very depressing Mm -hmm. sort of sedating and tranquilizing yeah so um it can do a lot of different things Mm -hmm. and i do agree that like hangovers are pretty uh 
not fun experiences, <laughs> right? You feel like, why did I do that? But but you do. But I just wanted to ask if you if you sort of saw the point of intoxication, like, aha, this is this is why it's this is this, this is, is what why fun it's is, been part of the culture for eons, like the 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 joy of it. Like there is, if you just understood that, or if you yeah, had no, I it. think you know, it, it, it's like what it is for me. It was just like there was, uh, there were. There was like a perfect storm of some like, like this drinking experience yeah. was good, and I found it very positive. Like a good mix of like, I'm in you mm-hmm. know good spirits, and I don't feel bad. The one in London with the. I mean that was overall stuff. that was I mean that was good. It didn't really depress me. Uh, it's just but you know sometimes, you know being in the comedy community and like it just I don't know it's like sometimes you wake up and you're like oh, why did I do that right um but they're they're not all bad and, and I don't think negatively of it and I, I wouldn't say I, I never would again it's just I'm not uh, just super mode I don't need it uh-huh. I would never drink by myself I just don't it's just like not one of those things where I go home and have a drink I don't you know what I mean mm-hmm. probably eating is probably more my vice than uh, <laughs> than you drink you know do what you I mean gamble uh, not really you no. know I don't really do yeah I don't really okay. I'm a real uh, I'm a real square when it kind of comes <laughs> to like a lot of that yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff um, that's why I'm 65 years old and I look like this. You know what I mean? You look great. <laughs> Thank you. You look really great. Um, I wanted to ask you about what you imagine autistic sex to be like when you were. When <laughs> I made I made Aaron laugh. Uh, Aaron is our sound guy. Um, just curious. Well, I, like if you could put yourself back into that moment where when you're worried about the kids in the bathroom. Yeah. Occupying it in case you might well, need it. What well, you, just for clarification, so do you when um the, you said that you. Reported everything to the conductor, or yeah. the, well, the con- yeah, conductor the was like, guard. "What was going on?" And I, I was just kind of like, "That was like, there's people in there," and then he finally had to get them out. Like they wouldn't listen to get out. That you know, that doesn't make them autistic, but it was just my initial thing. They kind of just had like some kind of, there was just something that it was the judgment call I made, and I heard him repeat that over like a, you know, over his uh, whatever microphone. When he was like, "What's going on in there?" You know, um, autistic. Sex. Uh, yeah, and what? Well, and the thing is, I don't think it was necessarily anything like weird. I think it was just very uninhibited. You know, I think they were just like, "Oh, we're in a," you know what I mean? We're in a. I mean, a gr- it's a gross bathroom, or whatever. It's pretty sizable, but it's just like probably not great, the greatest place to have sex. But also, it's kind of like, listen, we want you know. So it was very. I found it to be very. Yeah, there was no kind of filter on it. And that's probably, other than that, probably nothing else. I mean, I think anybody having sex and there are two people, it, it's going to be a little bit weird because uh, even the coolest sex people, I guess, the coolest people at sex. <laughs> well, well, all I, those cold metal surfaces. Uh, yeah. I know those train bathrooms. Yeah. yeah. Right, but there's yeah, a lot of handles. A train bathroom. A lot of handles. So, yeah. That's, I wouldn't. But also, they, you know, if they're telling that story, they're probably like, remember that time we had sex in, the, in that bathroom? Yeah. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Uh, they just didn't realize what I it was just a lot for me but I was so kind of happy for them and I was just like at this moment so many things are happening right now that I just can't keep it all inside mm-hmm. hence the throw up right yeah <laughs> and, well I was throwing up out my eyes with all the tears too and probably out my butt at some point oh my gosh <laughs> it's funny because I was yeah when I when I asked that question earlier about like are you ashamed of yeah uh the time that you probably most likely got roofied. Yeah. Like, it's not quite like a pooping your pants story. No. Where, like, I lost control because I didn't time out my life correctly. Yeah. That's interesting. Did you lose control of your bowels or... or no, 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 no. They were... they were uh, <laughs> it, Throwing up, I couldn't because I didn't throw up. But no, no, I... Uh, I, I had to... I mean, eventually... I did eventually poop, though, if that's... that's no, yeah. no, no. Without, you know, like, 
Did you poop? No, I didn't shit my pants. No, 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 no. But even though you know, even if I did, I think it'd be par for the course for me at uh, for that night. You know what I mean? I'd probably be like, that just that's what happened. It's just what happened. But no, no, it was just mostly. I think that's secondary for me. I think the throw up was like the initial. uh, You you mentioned before you went to the party, you were sort of deciding what to Mm -hmm. wear, and you said something like, "Let me choose a yes." What did you mean by? Oh, not what to wear. Kind of just just to go at all. So choosing a yes meaning like. It's very it's very easy for me to find something else more low key to do. Okay. And that's my initial thing, but I was like, you know what? For once, spend I mean, I wasn't it's in Times Square. Yeah, but I was like, you know, you spend one, you know, New Year's Eve in New York City. Why not? Cuz it was I was at a point where I was like, you know, trying being a little more open, trying to be more of like a yes man uh instead of just like kind of be like my thing was initially for me to say no was very easy. It was like a knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. Do you, no. No, mm-hmm. no, no. And I was just trying to kind of break that cycle a little bit and try to be a little more open. How does a person with that kind of personality mm. end up in comedy in front of an audience and lights and the stage? I mean, uh, well, I I am a late bloomer. Like I started doing improv at 29, 30, and I had never done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what I had going for me is I was very, very uh, kind of self or where I kind of knew who I was. I wasn't like trying to figure myself out, which I think a lot of people do while they're getting into whatever it is they're getting into. So mm-hmm. I didn't really have that huge burden of it. I mean, there's always growth and stuff, but mm-hmm. for a lot of it, I was pretty relatively mature and, and you know, for what, whatever that means. So the, you did a pretty good to, handle on what, who yeah. you were and good yeah. handle on yourself. But you know, you're with around people that are a lot younger. So, but I, I, I think my voice and what I thought was funny was very clear to me. I wasn't really figuring that out too much. So I was, I had a lot, um, I had a lot of focus towards the comedy, even though uh, maybe being a little bit older, you're not as willing to take a risk as maybe you would be as you know when you're five years old, you just want to do whatever. And as you get right. older, you're like, oh, I don't know if I should do that. As you, yeah. uh, you know, so I think I had the benefit one way uh-huh. and then, you know, the, the lack of benefit, the other way going, I don't know, you're a 30 year old trying to get into this. This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, so that's, what was, what was your day job? Uh, if you don't mind me asking, I've had time. a lot, I mean, I've been in, in that, I mean, I never really had a lot of direction, uh-huh. uh, up until, up until I hit around that age, but I was working in, uh, doing marketing in an insurance place, uh, okay. This is in San Diego that I, I started doing it, and then I started commuting to L.A. Um, to do improv there, and then I eventually moved up uh, pretty soon after. Um, yeah, but I had no no experience or whatever, but I remember thinking I could do this, and then remembering having seeing the show and telling my girlfriend the time of turning to her, I was like, I can't get up there and do that. That's insane. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm doing this. She's like, yeah, you can. And then, you know, like probably like it seems like thousands of shows later, you know, it's, it adds up to like thousands of shows yeah. over the course of now 14 years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and there's still a little bit of that. Like, I can't do that. And I'm getting into stand-up now, and I, de- I definitely do that now. But it's the same thing, really. It's just newer for me. Was uh, – I saw your ring. Are you married to this lady now? I'm married to uh, a new lady. A new lady. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. yeah. It, I was going to ask if she was the – if uh, if that uh, girlfriend was the one who kind of said, you know, you should try this. Or if other people in your life were telling you, you know, you should, you should try stand-up or – yeah, I, I've had a lot of that. People thought yeah. I was always kind of like class clownish, and I was was oh. pretty I'm at the insurance place, and, and yeah, I was always very like you know sarcasm, and it kind of ran my family, and I was always very okay. quick to kind of analyze and uh-huh. say what's funny or interesting about this thing. Um, no, I remember her. She, I think she was the one who was like, "Hey, we should go to this just as a an audience member." Yeah. 
And it was just never something I did. But we were in, you know, in a new city in San Diego, like it just you moved there. And I was like, yeah, OK, I'll go to this the, you know comedy thing, which, you know, I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what improv was really. Um, so she was the one who kind of got me in there in the first place. So, yeah, in a lot of ways, you know, she kind of kind of opened that door. But I, I was wanting to get I was doing a little uh, at a community college doing some acting classes and theater stuff. Oh. So. I had a, like a little bit, you know. I did that in high school, a little bit of theater and oh, stuff. Okay. So it wasn't completely, but as far as, so you know, there's always a, been there was always a fraction of you yeah. that wanted it. That's so interesting. And then modeling, always, yes, yes always course, a model from birth right. to now. I mean, right. that that will never change. <laughs> um, in your DNA, late bloomer. I like that. I like that uh, phrase. I think, uh, you know, I'm I'm in many ways a, a late bloomer too. Uh, I didn't figure out what I wanted to do till after college, uh, like years after. Um, but I think it's good because you come to whatever it is that you end up doing with uh, a lot of interesting sort of outside perspectives. You're not, you haven't been on a track since you were 14, right. to pick an age, um, uh, or you're not just imitating someone else in your family. You know, you're kind of heading into a place where no one you know really well has been and you're feeling yourself out. Um, I don't know. Are you a late bloomer too, Garrett? Or uh, no, you have you bloomed I, yet? You I, have you started I'm to bloom still yet? <laughs> still blooming. Now, I, if I just had a a shift bit in college because I I was going to do like musical theater like all the way. Like I went to college. How did thinking you know musical that that theater. was the thing for you? Because I found out that no matter how well I did, I'd still be str struggling. Uh, like if let's say I've been graced and with an uh, an awesome career in Broadway mm -hmm. and whatever you know was lead of a musical okay. on Broadway, I'd still be struggling to pay for a small apartment in, in New York. New York. Yeah. Or surrounding boroughs. But it was uh yeah. so that was kind of like a, a that was a, a violent awakening and yeah. talking to some people who hadn't been on stage in three years, but I thought were insanely talented and totally deserved to be. Yeah. So it was kind of just the, just seeing the scope of like how crazy crazy that musical theater world is and and kind of how it just wasn't really worth it that uh and i had been doing improv uh, um i've been doing improv on and off uh starting in high school but okay. um then i just realized that i couldn't uh do well i i realized i could get on stage very quickly okay. doing improv um because i had some friends at this new and upcoming theater ucb in new york uh that was uh, nobody had known about it. It was very easy to get up there uh, at the time, and I hit up some friends. Ended up doing doing some improv, you know, and having it going pr relatively well. Mm -hmm. And kind of realized, you know, you know what? This is why am I trying so hard for something that has very little payoff? Whereas comedy, something I've always kind of had something. Uh, you can make uh, your own had, luck in a lot of ways. You can get, you know, make your own stage, you know, make your own time. Exactly. Not wait for somebody to tell you it's okay to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And especially with, I mean, especially with musical theater world, you know, they're, they're stuck in, your ingenue is a tall, handsome white man, you know, and I would always be the funny sidekick. I, you know, mm -hmm. whereas comedy, you can, it's, everything's your fault. <laughs> so I like that. I like being my own demise. Absolutely. <laughs> Or you know, preparing a terrible joke. I like doing these things. I like failing. Have you been uh, roofied before? Have I been reviewed Ru before? Roofied, roofied, roofied before? No, yeah. I've not. I feel like it's. Um, I just. I really don't know what the rate of of being roofied is out. Uh, like I just don't know. Uh, I've never think 
run across any literature about it, but well, you know, I, with I the Bill Cosby yeah, thing, on I can't our minds, like you, you know, know be like, listen, they did like they drew blood and they found you know this amount. I, I'm, but uh, there I'd was definitely curious. something that was some kind of you know maybe it was a I don't want to say a hallucin. We're feeling like it was hallucinating. I just felt like I was just been poisoned yeah. in some way. I don't know what it, I just yeah. assumed it was yeah. that, but it was something of that nature to make these things happen. Oh, I, a very vulnerable moment. Uh, somebody was like, "Hey, man, let's do ecstasy." And I was oh. in Berlin. And I had never been to Europe, and I and I cool. like had no idea. So I was just like, "All right, okay, well, let's cut it in half." So I'm only doing half. Um, I lasted 15 minutes before I threw it up, um, oh. and that 15 minutes, I was, I became in- insanely hot, and I was sweating, and I was, and wow. I was falling in and out of consciousness, and so every it hit me very quickly because I had fast. never had any pill-shaped drugs, yeah. Um, huh. uh, and nor had I really smoked cigarettes or, or marijuana or anything like that. You know, it was just I was very very pure at that time, so just a little bit of alcohol. Uh, and but I, I had this, uh, yeah, like a half of a of a pill that someone told me was ecstasy, but I don't know. Were and you supposed and to was it like a tab that you? Was supposed to keep on your tongue and, and absorb it that way, or underneath your tongue? No, it was like a it was like a pill. Like, like you a, you were supposed to be like a tablet. Like you swallow it, and, and you could break it in half, so it wasn't a capsule. Right. Okay. Right. Right. It was just like uh, like because fifteen minutes is really fast for something that you swallow. I would. That's yeah. on the, That's on the fast side. It was insane. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that, that maybe there was cocaine in there. Like I I don't know. It was. Huh messed up yeah. what I what I had ingested and uh, my body immediately rejected it but it was I don't know and, and my friend his body kept it and yeah. tripped out for like 12 hours and he was freaking out <laughs> but that was that's a whole other thing you know so I, but I I don't know I, I, I think about that a lot I think about that night all, all the time because I uh, I could have been taken to madness mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. uh, you know but I my body immediately rejected it but I don't I think about that a lot. So for the listeners out there, um, this is something that you hear about in college when people talk, start talking about LSD and, and, and shrooms and stuff that, uh, you know, you have, uh, you have uh, so many doses before you enter madness. And I just want to uh, just correct that misnomer. I think, I think people do believe this and, and they see people who do drugs eventually come down with schizophrenia say, um, the drugs will not make you schizophrenic. Um, it's uh those people were going to be schizophrenic anyway. They're, they're, so the you might, are you just saying out. take the drugs? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm basically, I'm basically yeah. telling people to <laughs> to not worry about what um, what Garrett just said. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not it's not going to give you mental illness. I mean, you you will be psychotic for a little bit while you're under the influence of the medication, but then then you'll come out of it. And, um, so just just for those no, <laughs> for those great. folks who were worried about no, that. No, it's good to know. Um, because I I sure heard about that in college. Yeah, like you, you like you. you that guy did acid five times and, and stayed in the spine for seven years, right? That's the things that I heard. Or you know, or oh, a story I heard: um, the guy was carrying uh, a bunch of blotter in his jeans, and he got caught out in the rain, and it absorbed into his body, and now he's totally insane. I was in the institution, <laughs> you know. You hear that, and you're like, Jesus, what did I just take? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you mentioned uh, inhibition, like. As a, you were talking about your personality, like you had to be pushed to, to go to a New Year's Eve party for God's sakes, um, and the funny thing is, most people when they talk about alcohol, they think it's sort of a social lubricant. It's got this disinhibiting thing. Um, what do you, what do you think of that? I, I I have found that in when I was I was dating a lot. I would say I was aggressively dating between the you know the 
comedy scene and uh, online dating mm-hmm. and whatever other circles I was in, I was just doing a lot of dating and I felt like drinking, not necessarily heavily, yeah. but uh, I mean, that's part of the, you know what I mean? Kind of part of the, at least yeah. a little bit. Um, I definitely found that it was uh, because I think if one person is drinking and I'm not, that's weird. You know, you know what I mean? If, if, especially if like, it's like a first date. Especially yeah. if it's a first date, yeah. you know, because then it's like, oh, are you like newly sober yeah. or what's your deal? Or are yeah. you just trying to get me drunk? And that's never, you know, not the case. So um, it was kind of like par for the course. So in that sense, yeah, yeah, drink? I oh, felt like no, I'm not having one. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> that that's, that's weird. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so in, in that sense, uh, I, I definitely found like it helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it just in generally it helped or it helped or it didn't help. I, I, I don't know. But um uh, but I felt sometimes it definitely made you know I could get very um, like I can get extremely uh, friendly and I mean that in a good positive way. But I'm letting you know how friendly I am. It's like Gary, huh. you're great. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I won't let you. St- I won't stop until you know that you are. It's like that very like kind of aggressively yeah, friendly. That's so, pretty aggressive. Yeah, like I wasn't never like, mad. No, you are special. Yeah. So I was very loud. <laughs> uh, I was just a very yeah. I was just a very loud kind of. Um, when I would drink, yeah, la- you know, very, very friendly. Which Every- everyone's cool. That's the best. Uh, yeah, case so it sounds scenario. like a fun night out, actually. I but I did that to the clan, though. So <laughs> oh, I told okay. Them they were f- they. The I was really friendly great. to them, <laughs> and they actually drove me here today. I was like, guys, come on, you, I <laughs> not in LA. They're not we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. Where's the old Jason? I was like, that's nah, a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, Jason, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for today. having me. I appreciate Thanks, it. Yeah. Is there uh, any uh, anything that I can uh, direct everyone's attention to? Yeah, yeah. I have a uh, I have a podcast called Friends Without Benefits. FWBpod.com. You can on iTunes and Spotify uh, and everywhere else. And if you want to say hi to me on Twitter, it's Jason underscore Horton. Jason, thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.